Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. listening to the messages left by some of our listeners on our 8444 Hump Day hotline, and now we are finally getting a chance to share some of their sexy stories with you. And we're back at the sex apartment. Again, just you and me, Nessa. Yes, just you and me, G. We have spent the last couple of days reaching out to everybody that's called the hotline, calling everybody back, letting them know that we appreciate that they took the time to call. Finally. Yeah, we did sit on that for a long time. So all of you callers that called in, we apologize, as we did in the messages to those of you that didn't answer. Yes, we apologize. We know that the messages were around for a while before we had a chance to get back to you. But we do appreciate that. Please don't let that take away from our super duper appreciation for call your calling in. So we decided to take a few of our favorite messages. Yep. And we're going to play some of them for you guys today. Yay. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about them too, just to give you some of our thoughts. Yes, I think that would be fun. So the first call we're going to replay is from a single gentleman on the West Coast, and we'll let him tell his story before we dig into that. Hey, Nessa and G. Found you guys' podcast today, and I wanted to... uh say I really liked it. I appreciate the fact that it focuses on Nessa and there's a lot of sort of female airtime. I get tired of hearing guys' voices on these podcasts. Anyway, that said, I wanted to share a quick, sexy sort of swinger slash hot wife story. I was basically a third for a couple. I met a beautiful woman and her husband, and she and I hit it off. We just had a lot of fun together. Turned out we worked in the same city, sort of Less than a mile apart, and so there were a lot of weekdays spent at lunch uh, in a parking garage in her car with her writing me, uh, trying to get away with any position possible in her car. Weekends, I'd go over to their house, and we'd play together, frequently just hanging out, spending the weekend naked together. There was one instance where she was actually at a conference or, or had a work event in San Francisco and had a hotel up there. And I went and sat in the lobby and watched as she walked through. And then later on, she came back, met me, and we went up to her hotel room and just got it on right away. In front of the windows, lights on, sending photos to her husband uh, and just having a lot of fun together. Anyway, if you want to give me a call back, you can. Thanks. Bye. Well, I love that he gives me such a compliment. <laughs> that seemed to be a going trend in a lot of these phone calls and that they do love the fact that it's not just the guy telling the story. And while I am fishing the story out of all of our guests, I, I do really push for them to share their stories. And then when you and I unzip the episodes, I really do like both of us have an opinion here. Yes, definitely. One of the things he brought up was his hot wifing experience. Something I have some experience with. Yes. <laughs> but in... maybe not from the single guy perspective. <laughs> no, apparently not. <laughs> in your past relationship, are we going to dig into this? Okay. In your past relationship, you may have had a few opportunities here. Uh, a tryst in a car once or twice or a lot. <laughs> yes. 
in doing that, mm-hmm. where was your mindset? Because now I, I will be honest. I have never once had sex in a car. I've gotten blowjobs and roadhead and all that and lots of fingering, stroke, whatever, but never actually had sex in a car. I think for us, it was just utilizing what we could because who wants to get a hotel room every single time and have that all planned out? Definitely in the car, there's that added we could get caught possibility and that definitely adds to the fun of the moment. And as a teenager, I lost my virginity in a car. Really? Yeah, but I mean, I didn't think I'd go back to a car as an adult. You kind of think that that's, you know, we've moved past that, but there's still a lot of fun to be had. And I think that brings back that young energy, like being a teenager and, you know, we just can't wait. (laughs) We want to do this here and now, and we're not going to wait for a bed or a room or appropriate place. Now, all of your activities were usually daytime. Yes, they were. How did you not get caught in a busy parking garage? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were very particular about the parking space that we used, making sure that we were, because uh, these were all in parking garages. Yes. So um, actually, I take that back. I'll have to show you the spot where, anyways, (laughs) Um, (laughs) most of these were in a parking garage situation and it wasn't me, but it was him who kind of scoped out where the cameras were pointing in the garages and we were almost always in his car. So he was the one driving and he was the one parking. And I I mean, I honestly, I don't know how we didn't get caught. (laughs) Like, I, we, I don't think we were that careful. I just thought we were, you know, semi-careful. But there was plenty of times where, you know, we would hear somebody walking by or something and just kind of like, stop moving for a couple minutes, let them walk through the garage and then go back at it. Nobody ever actually came to the car, came close enough to, to catch us. Now, see, I have two big problems with car sex. Okay. Or I guess the idea of car sex as well, I've never done it. Number one, space. I need more space to do things. And what what positions would you even be doing here? Well, it wasn't positions. It was typically the same position. He would throw his seat, his driver's seat, all the way back, and I would ride him. So we're not even talking fucking back seat tinted windows or anything. No. We're we're front seat public parking garage daytime. Yes. Wow. Okay. All right. See, in my head, I'm picturing, okay, well, we hopped in the back seat, and I could climb on, and or maybe we could lay down a little, but he's kneeling. And no, just always. There was seat. one time we went to the back seat, and I don't remember what the reason was, but it was it was just way more awkward. He was very tall, so for him to get into the back seat, and he was trying to do like a doggy style kind of thing, it just it wasn't working, so Honestly, we we worked it out. I, me on top of him with his seat all the way in the farthest uh, back it could go. Steering wheel out. behind you and that's, oh, I, huh? and this one time I had the worst, the worst bruise on my knee because my knee had fallen between the door and the seat, and then my knee was like rubbing up against where the seatbelt thing was, like where how the seatbelt comes out of it, and it was like a hard plastic that. Had been, but of course, I had no idea it was happening in the moment. I was, I was enjoying say, but, the pleasure. But didn't stop. All right. <laughs> yes. And it wasn't until the next day it was like, how? Oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> and uh, yeah, but that gave me a nice little, you know, reminder for the next couple of weeks while it healed. Second problem being uh, cleanup. As we've mentioned here, I do come a lot, but 
<laughs> my husband really enjoyed the idea of the other guy coming inside of me and me walking away from a situation like that with um, cum dripping into my panties and then coming home with panties that were soaked in cum. So um, there wasn't a whole lot of cleanup. It would be he would come inside me and then I would attempt to get off of him before and and turn my hips very quickly so that nothing would come out right away. Typically, I would keep my underwear around at least one ankle so I could grab them and put them. I was going to say, what exactly <laughs> are we wearing at this point? Because, I mean... Well, because it was during a work day, I was wearing, you know, scrubs. So it was easy off kind of clothes. Shirts were usually stay on, but lifted. And always took always took my pants and my panties off of just one leg. <laughs> I'm I'm still dumbfounded front seat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. And just so you know, this guy also was very clean. So we knew that there was no uh, sexually transmitted diseases that we were going to be worried about in those moments. So it was definitely thought of beforehand. Another thing he mentioned was the out of town play where she came into town and he met her at a hotel. A hotel, yeah. I thought that was fucking hot. I did too, yeah. yeah. And then sharing the pictures with the yep. husband. Mm-hmm. And that takes me back to RJ and Ashley and how they share that. I, I really love the idea. I don't know if we're ever going to get into it, but I, I toy with that fantasy in my head from time to time. Yeah. What do you toy with? Just the idea of you sending me some things that you're doing or okay. something like that. I like this idea. We, we might have to play with this some in the future. <laughs> My problem is your storytelling. It's it's terrible. It's it's terrible. But I'm still waiting for you to start writing things down and see see where that goes. And see how you do with that. Because I'm going to tell you right now, reading it is just as good for me. Yeah, I, I think I could do a good job writing it down. Recalling it in a moment, especially when I feel like I have to turn you on, I do a very poor job. We may have to practice with you uh, writing down some of our experiences just so I can see how it goes before I send you off to uh, create some stories <laughs> for me. Maybe you can give me some keywords to use or something. <laughs> I'm telling it's just details. I love the details I know. where I can picture <laughs> Give me the it. Details oh, that you like to hear. All of them. <laughs> there's no such as I tell all of our guests, there's no such thing as too many details. See, and I am a big proponent that what the details that women remember and the details that men want to hear are two very different things. Well, that's the thing. I want you to paint the room for me. I want to see where you are, how you took off your clothes, what it felt like when he went inside, every every single bit. See, so like you say that, and here I'm already thinking in my head, I'm going to tell you, oh, I felt so nervous, and I could barely get my clothes off, I was shaking, and I'm going to tell you some weird like personal viewpoint But see, that's, that's me in my head and not the actual, like you want to hear like, oh, I walked into the room and I, you know, or I sauntered into the room very sexily. I'm good with step-by-step Plus that little angel in your head. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is the difference between what I think is happening versus, you know, actually just retelling a story for what happened, not my personal perspective. <clears throat> there was another gentleman that we got several phone calls from. We tried calling him back a handful of times and unfortunately weren't able to get a hold of him. I know. He <laughs> did ask us not to use his voice on the air so we don't get to play any of his incredible compliments. Or his name, unfortunately. I will tell you he loves our new format. Yes. And he basically, without knowing that every single one of the things that he loved about our podcast, they were all your ideas. So, <laughs> yay you. <laughs> so he was complimenting me a lot. 
He did ask two questions that he would love for us to answer. Um, well, first of all, I just want to send him a huge, huge shout out because he didn't call just one time. He called multiple times. Each time he called, he just sang our praises. It was just wonderful to hear and really put a huge smile on my face. And I just really looked forward to hearing every message that he left, even one where he critiqued us. And I actually completely agreed with his critique. So anyways, I just wanted to give him the shout out. So he had two questions. Both of these questions came right after episode 10 with our time with... Single guy Casey. And the night that he got you to squirt. Yes. His first question was, now that you've started squirting, are you able to control it and keep from squirting? Because he's heard that once women start, it kind of is an on switch that can't be turned back off. So unfortunately, I never completely squirted to the point where I was making a huge puddle in our bed. I I feel that, yes, there's extra moisture there, but I never really conquered the full on squirting. So unfortunately, no, I'm not squirting every single time. However, my orgasms are still amazing. I would agree. They certainly are. The second question was where the hell he can find a single guy like Casey. And first I want to tell him, reach out to us. Let us know a way to get a hold of you. Casey travels a lot and we might be able to work something out for you guys. Yep. There's a possibility he could meet up with you guys. And the second thing I want to say to that is it is not easy to find a quality single guy. You go through a lot of, um, what's that saying? Got to break a bunch of eggs and make an omelet. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe something like that. Something like that. Yeah. It's, it's a lot like that. It's very challenging to find single guys that their goal is to actually please you and want to return. And that's the biggest trick for single guys to realize is if you want this to be more than a one and done, while you should absolutely enjoy your time, make sure that they enjoy their time far more than you do. So as you're invited back again, we've gotten very lucky. We've heard some very disappointing stories about single guys. And I think we do our best to weed that out beforehand just by really reading reviews, uh, using certifications on websites as a kind of a guide and just feeling them out beforehand. It, you know, even with our own skills or gut feelings, we still have that unfortunate meeting of people that just don't work out. So we have, but I will say that we did get the wheel of single guy. <laughs> we did. Or wheel of brony or whatever we're going to call it. But we need to start filling out some names and get back into the single guy play, I think. Yeah, it's been a little while for us. It's been, before Sorry. Casey, it had been some time. I do want to say, I do really want to dig back into that. We will get there. Our life is a little bit It's fucking out of wacko right, right now. now. <laughs> The fact that we're still putting out this podcast weekly amazes me, given uh, how crazy our life is right completely now. Completely bonkers. Totally bananas. <laughs> B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> yes, for sure. So once things calm down, we will we'll get back in that. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> it's been recorded. He will hold me to this. And 100%. <laughs> but you said on the podcast. <laughs> He'll make sure he doesn't cut this. Oh, this won't be cut, so... <laughs> Next, we're going to bring in another call that I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, We're switching all the way over to the East Coast now. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy calls in. Oh, Jimmy. My name is Jimmy, and my wife's name is Stacy, and we do things together all the time, you know. But one day, after I've been over in the kitchen, I'm fucking her hard. I hear a knock at the door. She goes, oh, I forgot that Jeff was coming over. That's our neighbor. She just yelled, come in. And he walked in and he seen me in the kitchen and he says, well, I'm sorry. Oh, well, I didn't mean to walk in. 
And then uh, my wife looked at him and she goes, well, sit down and watch us. He's like, okay. He said, come in the living room. Well, he sat in the living room because you could see him through the kitchen. He sat on a recliner and then all of a sudden he just un- unzipped his pants, pulled his cock out. And like I said, he's about uh, 62. I'm 35 and my wife's 30. He pulled his cock out and started stroking it. And she looked over at it. She's like, oh, my God. I looked over and his dick was uh, huge. I asked him how big. And he said, it's almost 11. And it's about four inches thick. It was a fat cock. But he's stroking it. He comes over and uh, leans over and spreads her ass apart for me. You know what I mean? And then uh, he's jerking off right next to me. She reaches back and puts her hand on his cock. He's like, oh. You know, and then she spits on it and starts stroking it. And then she's like, all right, well, come in, come in front of me. And she, she says, bend over. I stop and I put the strap on on her. She spits on his ass and just shoves it in. And it's a little one. It's only about four inches. He loved it. But, his, you know, his dick was so hard. But then I, I continued to fuck her in her ass. So she's fucking him in the ass. I'm fucking her in the ass. And she reaches around and starts stroking his cock. Right? And then uh, report for more. Um... <laughs> So, so we tried to call Jimmy, and when we asked for Jimmy, we were told it was the wrong number. So we had roughly thirty to forty questions ready to uh, dig into this because I we were reporting for more. We, we really needed to hear more. I need to know a how his wife knew. Eh, I'm gonna bend him over and spit on his ass and fuck him in the ass with the strap on. B, I want to know why they have a strap on in their kitchen. Yeah, where did that come from? See, I really want to know if the wife already knew how big the neighbor's cock was. If she didn't already know, she definitely had something in mind because she's like, oops, I forgot he's coming over. <laughs> come on in. We just happened to be fucking in the kitchen. Hmm. <laughs> I feel there was more planning maybe to that. I don't know. I think there may have been, and I desperately want Jimmy to answer his phone the next time we call (laughs) and tell us it's not a wrong number and have a little chat with us. But it's a fantastic story. What a great story. And it took one hell of a turn that I guarantee not a single one of you out there was expecting. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) What do you think of the idea of having somebody knock at the door and calling them in in a unexpected, non-lifestyle way? Well... Definitely depends on the person at the door. I feel if it is somebody, did you just go? Psh. Well, of course. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, because there's been times where you're like, hey, when you know a UPS guy is at the door delivering a package, you should answer the door naked or topless or something. And like, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I'm sure every UPS guy would be like, sure, absolutely. But I don't know. It's weird. It, it's the UPS right? guy, the <laughs> delivery people, Uber Eats, you Amazon. name it. Amazon. <laughs> I, I would love. I am a big fan of the pizza delivery videos. Porn? Yes. <laughs> and the room service idea, I am all about as well. Okay. I think it's just a very hot moment. But like in Jimmy's scenario, this was somebody they knew. They're a friend, their neighbor that they're going to continue to see. So if that goes poorly, yikes, you got to live next to this person. But if it goes well, then that's awesome, right? You got this neighbor who's willing to come over whenever and I'm sure, you know, be a third or. Let you plow with a strap on, I guess. <laughs> I'm telling you, she had to know something. There was some conversations before this that 
made her believe that this was an okay thing. Jimmy, you got to call back and give us some more details or answer the fucking phone when we call. (laughs) I also like the fact that she spit on her hand and started stroking his cock the way you do too. Yeah. That's still one of my favorite things. (laughs) We don't really, I, I do a lick usually. I agree. But you get spit on your hands too. Yeah, I use saliva too. <laughs> Whatever. The fact that you're like, yeah, this needs a little lube. Get, Let's get go. Get a glide. <laughs> yeah. So the last set of phone calls we're going to play are from a couple down south. Yes. And I just love their energy. He has called twice and we're going to play both of them. The first one was just a nice call to give us some compliments. And well, we love to hear them. I love, love, love this message. Okay. I don't even know where to start. I am an advocate listener to you, G and Nessa. Y'all have helped me through so many, so many like lifestyle questions I may have had. Uh, y'all like movie stars to me. My honey follows the show too. So it's like great. I'm sorry I'm all geeked up. I feel like I'm calling like, I feel like I'm calling like Michael Jackson or <laughs> like a, a real group. I don't even know what to say. It really feels great to know that this is a real number and that y'all are real people. So if you reach out, that'd be great. Um, have a good day. We'd love to tell the stories. Okay. Thank you very much. Have a good day. So yes, it is a real number. We would like everybody to give us a call. And if try if you have number. not called yet, and even if you have and want to call again, you're more than welcome to. But again, that number is 844-4-HUMP-DAY. That's 844-448-6732. I love how you're... Um, Spelling it out on your phone right now. <laughs> Again, 844-448-6732. 844-4-HUMP DAY. And yes, we do listen to your calls. Yes, we will call you back. Yes, we will happily talk to anybody that wants to call in. Yes. 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 So then the second time he calls, he decides it's time to share a story. I absolutely love the story that he tells us. Oh, me too. I love this. Hey, definitely into the show. Love everything y'all do. Love the vibe and the atmosphere that y'all have. My hump day story is very simple and easy. It's our first time with another female, a single female. It was very extreme. We uh, invited her over to our place, and we sat down. We talked. We had a couple of drinks. Went upstairs. We have a playroom in our place, and it was really, really, like, breathtaking to see my honey and this single female together in a room where I know sexual things occur at and was like, is this really happening? Like, is this really, really happening? Is this happening now? Eight years into the life, could never find a single female and finally found one. So we sat down in our playroom and um, talked for a minute. And my honey got up and approached the female and told her, we're doing a lot of talking. Let's see if we can start some things. And began the kissing. Clothes was taken off at this point, well, coming off. After she took her clothes off and then my honey got undressed, I kind of stood there watching. I really do like to see the connection that the two people have, as much as male or female, especially with my honey, because she's pretty assertive. And I watched, and I was so busy watching, I forgot that I was supposed to be a part. Like, I was so in tuned into what was going on, I kind of set my mind that I should be involved, you know, like I couldn't stand it. (laughs) I just stood there and was in awe because this was really happening. That moment of clarity, I felt like, is this really happening? Is this really going down? 
after I would went to the female, me and her started kissing, and my honey was looking at me. I don't really know what was going through her mind at that period of time, but I remember her having like this devilish grin on her face, like this is happening. My honey coached me to go down on the the lady, and I went down on her for a while, played for a while, going down on her. She's very in tune with that. She um, pulled me up to give me a kiss, and we was kissing. At this point, I'm still fully dressed. She's fully naked. She had socks on. Another part of the story is she had socks on, and she kicked the socks off. And that really, to me, I'm not a foot fetish person, but to know that she was comfortable enough to take her socks off in that moment, and that's our first time ever playing, really made me feel like she was comfortable during the playtime. The intimacy was all there. Like, everybody was aboard. So my honey lay next to her, was kissing her as I was, going down on her and play with her boobs, stuff like that. And I felt so elated because this is the first time in a long time that me and my honey was able to connect with another outside person to see if anything was going to happen. And in the process of us connecting and watching her move, and it's like a poetry emotion kind of move. It's like you're not a, you're not privy to know what's going on in her head, but her body's screaming these words that cannot be explained. I still got the vision in my head of how it went down. And again, I'm already still dressed. I'm getting undressed while they making out after I finish pleasing her because she came, she tapped out. I have a thing that oral sex is my thing to do in the life. And in the process of doing it, I was very nervous that I was going to be good at doing it because it's been a while. I'm not a very pushy person. I don't push to be with a female. It's kind of like if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm cool with that. Me and my honey could just, you know, my honey plays and she goes fully, full in. I'm cool with that because I, I really do like the visual aspects of it to see her body move. But in this case, it was like both of us. So it was like very rare because we never get a chance to do it together. It's only one person and I'm just like, I'm like the fluffer in the group. Like I'm fluffing everyone up and making sure everybody's comfortable and, you know, whispering in ears and making sure everybody's okay. And this moment and this time, it was different. It was just a, a whole different connection. And I'm like talking, rambling about what's going on. And my honey's coming up now. Hey, honey, I'm on the phone with Hump Day Quickies. Oh. Well, I'm not talking to them. I'm on the answer machine. We listen to the podcast all the time. All the time. So I'm hoping, oh, okay, so I'm, I'm going to kind of end the story there, but hopefully you give me a, a con- reach out and contact me back, and hopefully we could be on the show one day. Yeah. My honeys want to do it, and I want to do it, so <laughs> it'd be great. So we can tell our stories, but um, yes, please. And I'm sorry to finish the story. I was trying to give the whole detailed story. So yes, reach back out, please. Thank you very much. Have a good day. So it is impossible not to listen to that and end with like the biggest smile on your face because his energy is so fantastic. We are going to definitely find a way to get them on the podcast. Yes, we've reached out and we've started the process of possibly scheduling them for an interview. So we're very much looking forward to having them on. Let's dig into their call a little bit because... I absolutely love the fact that he was so in awe of what was happening in front of him that he just, it didn't even occur to him to like get in there and start playing too. He's just like, I, I'm just going to watch this. That's, and I totally understand because that's where I'm at most of the time here. And I love it. I just, and the, you know, the way he like even mentions how he's like, I mean, I didn't even think about it. So it's so cute. When he brought up the socks and the comfort level. 
Yes. It's something I had never thought of. And I'm curious if my own sock thing is Is just my own security blanket. It's interesting that he put together the reasoning for why she could take them off was that she was comfortable which I don't know that I would have ever put together in my own mind. But it totally makes a lot of sense. (laughs) It does. I also love the fact that they have a playroom, and I can't wait to ask what theirs is like. Since we are in the process of putting together our own playroom in our home. Finally going to get my sex room back. (laughs) Yes, where you had one at your last home, but we've moved and... Did not have a place to put one now, but now we are in the process of figuring that out. Hopefully soon we'll be able to start some stories there as well. Yeah, maybe we'll get some good ideas from them on what we can add to our room. I think that would be perfect. Uh, lastly, I want to dig into the fact that it took them a long time, but they finally found a unicorn to play with. Hence, unicorn. <laughs> no, yes. I think it's fantastic that they spent a lot of time and obviously the woman they chose was the right pick. And I will say it is still on my list and hopefully we can find something. I know it's not high on your list, but it's not that it's not high. It's one of those things I feel like has to happen naturally. I don't know that we can search for a unicorn. It's like when you're looking for something, it doesn't show. And then when you're not, it'll appear Uh, like one of those kinds of things. Fair enough. (laughs) I I, I will wait for a unicorn to fall into my lap. (laughs) Okay, well, I didn't say it quite that way, but okay. <laughs> one day. Maybe a vanilla one, too. Just makes I mean, which way, way is uh, she falling in your lap? Like Whichever way or... she wants. I don't care. We, we could start however she wants. <laughs> Lastly, where he brings up that he is perfectly okay just sitting back watching. And the biggest thing he enjoys is watching his honey's enjoyment in the process. Yeah. And what she gets out of it. Yep. I can 100% relate. And he mentions that this particular event was created such a different connection between him and his honey. That's hard to ignore. This was definitely a big moment for both of them. And he didn't try to steal it away by jumping in to fuck the woman that was in their bed. But he took in all of the experience and got to watch what his girl had was receiving by taking that step back and not jumping in right away. He was really able to find that connection with his girl and really understand kind of the whole process. I will say they also live in an area that we've gone to a couple times. I know. And <laughs> you never know. We may find a way to visit sometime while we're down there. Yes. So with that, we strongly encourage everybody out there, dial that number, 844-4-HUMP-DAY. Call, leave a message, share your stories. If you don't want us to use your voice on the air, not a problem. We can share what we can. We'll still give you a call back just to say thanks and say hi. Yeah, if you don't want us to use your name or even your voice, that's absolutely fine. We love to hear from our fans. We love to hear your critiques. If you have a critique for us or any suggestions, not saying that we'll listen to (laughs) (laughs) compliments or critiques, that's fine too. But also, we'd love to hear your stories. And that's a big reason why we started this podcast was to be able to get everyone's story out there. And if we can't interview you, we can get your story off our phone line or we can call you and do an interview over the phone. But anyway, we'd like to reach out to all of our listeners and make that connection. And the recording can be, oh, I think it's up to 20 minutes. So Yeah, you could tell that there are some long um, messages there. So. so don't be shy. Share as much details as you'd like. And, and none of them got cut off. So I like it. 
How about you, G? What's your favorite thing about listening to these messages? The energy and excitement, as people call. Yeah. And to hear that they're enjoying what we're putting out there just as much as we're enjoying doing it. Yeah. It really makes it worthwhile doing. And we're just normal people. So it's so fun to hear these messages and people get so nervous. And I'm happy we could create a place where people can share their sexy lifestyle stories. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. Thank you.